Hey guys, welcome back to Floating City Podcast. Today I have an awesome guest here, Miss Eva Hatch, here in Julian. She's kind of the Julian girl. We'll get into all of that. Um, and um, yeah, she's amazing. She a lot of people in town here know her. Let me grab my water here. Um, and she sells candles and also is like an a Julian influencer. Would you say? I'm what not going for the influencer okay. title, but um, maybe like your Julian tour guide. Julian tour guide. Okay, love it. Um, and um, yeah, so we're we're gonna get on with that. But before we start, um, just so we know that um, this is a self-run show. So this is a one-man show. Other than guests, I'm doing all this on my own, self-funded and everything. So if you'd like to support us, you can. Buy some of my artwork, some of the stuff that I have here, stuff that I do scanographs of, and um, we do, I sell prints, canvas prints, and all that stuff. You can print it on glass at thescanographer.com, and then I also have an Instagram. We'll link all of that in the description box, but, so if you want to support your boy here with the podcast, it's, like I said, it's all self-funded, so, um, yeah, anyways... Hello, Miss Eva. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, of course. This is really exciting. Yeah. Um. So before we start, I m- first met you because I didn't even know who you were. I never searched your Instagram or anything, but I saw you at Regulars. I worked at a cafe here in Julian, California, called Regulars Wanted, and um, I saw you doing a photo shoot outside. And I'm like, anytime I see someone with a camera doing a selfie like in front of a bunch of people and they don't care, I'm like, okay, whoa, 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 let's stop. What are you doing? Are you a food blogger? What do you do? So I asked you straight up and you told me a little bit. You said, I forget exactly what you said, but I had you on Instagram then. And then I saw that you're like the Julian girl. So I'm like intrigued. So I've been following her ever since. And at one point I asked, I'm like, oh, do you want any portraits? Do you know? Cause I got a beautiful view here. If you ever need portraits or I wanted to collaborate somehow. And then I released this podcast and we, you know, Finally, eventually, you reach back out after I asked you um, to do a podcast. So I'm glad that you're here. Thank you. So that's kind of how we met. Um, so, yeah, so you've been living here in Julian for how long? I'm born and raised. Born and raised in Julian. Yes. Okay, very cool. And um, you've been, so when did you start, um, like, was it somewhere that you've always lived? Because a lot of people, even people that, some people I work with, some people that, like, of the high school kids that come through, they're always, and you know, in other places that I've lived, they're like, oh, hey, I can't wait to get out of my place. Have you ever felt that way? Honestly. <laughs> uh, yes and no. Okay. okay. So probably throughout this whole podcast, you're going to realize that I keep going back to my childhood and my upbringing. And it, I'm like deeply rooted in this community and this community is deeply rooted in me. And so we'll just keep going back and back to the beginning. But Yeah, growing up, I did want to get out. I grew up with cousins who lived on the beach and who lived in big communities with large schools and had all these opportunities. And of course, like growing up in a rural community with a small town and I didn't really have too many friends, like, yeah, I wanted out. Mm -hmm. Um, But then as I got older, I started to realize like, We have a lot of potential and I have more opportunities that are different that my family down the hill does not even have. And so I just kind of started slowly embracing it and being like, how can I get the most out of my town and my community to make me be successful in life? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how I just slowly started 
nice. embraced him. So born and raised, and then now you're just, you're. are you here to stay? Or do you feel like you'll move somewhere? Okay. I, I hope to stay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's very Something cool. Something that's and an then, open conversation. Totally. And then when, and you also have a candle business, and we'll get into that. When did you start, that idea start, like, blooming? Or incubating, I guess. So it's actually a childhood dream of mine. Kind of right around the time when I was in junior high. Actually, I guess I could go back even further. I was always crafty. Mm -hmm. I was making cardboard doll houses and paper dolls and I just made like all the toys that I didn't have out of cardboard and paper and scissors and hot glue or whatever I could find around me. But actually dreaming of the business was in junior high and that was kind of right around when Pinterest came on. So that was really cool because I was able to find my ideas and save them and organize them and categorize them. And since then, I have just been saving anything that I possibly think that I might want to use in the future. And now I have a business. Nice. So. Very cool. And how old are you? I'm 23 right now. 23, y'all. Come on now. Young entrepreneur. Let's do this. Okay. Um, very cool. And, um, so it, and when did you finally launch it? I launched the business when I was a freshman in college. So my second semester, it was like December I of 20, I guess it would have been 2017, January, December, right around there of 2017, I started officially planning the business and then I launched it and it would have been July 6th of 2017. Very cool. And you collaborate with a ton of local business. So Mount, Mountain Made Me, right? That's the Instagram? Yeah, that's my Instagram handle. Um, it's The when business name is that? Mountain Made. Okay. Um, and then I hope to like grow the product line into Mountain Made Merchandise. So me is kind of actually short for merch. Merch. Okay, okay. Yeah. And merch is short for merchandise. Okay, cool. And yeah, so M Mountain Made Me on Instagram. You can find her there. And um, yeah, all things Julian. And you, so you just, you do reviews of local businesses, right? And then you also, what, how does your blog, what is your blog, who's your blog geared towards? So I started the candle business mm -hmm. because everyone kept, and I'll get back to your question. I yeah, guess. yeah, 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 please. I think it helps if you have a little bit of context. I started the candle business because growing up, everyone asked me, where can I buy something made in Julian? And at the time, like when I was little, the only option was like apple pie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that's, I would just save any handmade ideas on Pinterest of products that I could potentially make. Um, and then I launched the business and I started realizing that there was a need for tourism information. And so we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but one of them is like, we get huge, 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 insane amounts of tourists for snow. And our little tiny town cannot hold that capacity. And so I created a guide on what you need to know when you come to Julian and there's snow. And it was just basic things. You need chains. You need to know how to drive in the snow. You need to bring your snow toys with you. Please take home your trash. Like just basic, basic things. And then it was like, oh, well, now we have all these people who are bringing their dogs up here. And they want to know where they can bring their dog. And then... 
I realized everyone kept telling me there was nothing to do in our teeny tiny town and I was like, but I know there's more to do in our teeny tiny town than eat apple pie. I have nothing against apple pie, okay? Mm -mm. All American girl here, <laughs> nothing against apple pie. But we are more than just apples in this amazing gold mining historic town. So it just kind of started going from there. Um, kind of like your podcast, it is all me. So I don't post consistently. But when I post, I make sure you get some really good quality content. I try to be extremely honest while providing you with any tips, tricks, tools of the trade that you need to know. So then as I was kind of creating tourism information and granted I wasn't posting consistently, we started noticing that there was an influx of people moving to the backcountry and they didn't know how to live the mountain rural lifestyle. So kind of throughout Right before COVID and like during COVID, I started creating a lot of content about how to live. It's geared towards Julian, but it's, it's really applicable to the entire San Diego backcountry or even any other rural community. I've traveled to a lot of rural communities. We have a lot of similarities, whether you're a high elevation or a low elevation rural community. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, that fire safety one really saved me because I come from the East Coast where fire is not an issue. But for me, I was like, okay, there's some actually practical tips here, and it's all really well set up. It's beautifully, the whole page is, yeah, the whole website's amazing. And what's a website? It's mountainmademe.com. Mountainmademe.com. Great branding. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. Yeah, and I, I feel the same way. Like, some people are like, what are you doing in Julian? Because for me, I've, I moved here. Um, there's uh, There was a yoga retreat, you know, stew. I know of him. Yeah, um, in Pine Hills, started, did a work exchange from there, and I didn't think I was going to stay. It's been over two years now, and I'm like, what is keeping me here? But it's like the raw, biodiverse nature. It feels very untouched. Uh, you know, a lot of it's very untouched. The houses, it's, Julian's small in population, but it is pretty big. Like, even Shelter Valley on Google Maps is considered... Um, no, the actual Julian. zip code of Julian is huge. Yeah, and so there's, and there's so much to see. There's like higher elevation mountain than here and then there's desert area down there and it's like so that's what kept me and I agree with you with like it's not like it's not like LA opportunities where you're like you know there's one but you got to create a unique opportunity you have to be very innovative and creative to thrive here which I think yeah I think what you're you're doing and a little bit of what I'm doing is um you know, taking advantage of the nature and the um, stuff and creating artwork and creating products with all that stuff. So I think it's amazing. All of it's amazing. Um, yeah, and it's interesting. I do hear a, a lot of people, like I said before, that don't like it. So when, when did you, like, start to – when did you, like, not like Julian? And then you started to re-fall in love with it. Like, what age range was that? Because um, I hear so many kids coming down, oh, I can't wait to leave Julian. I'm like, I'm 29. I really love it here. I stayed, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So it was mainly when I was in elementary school, like, younger age. I was just very unhappy. I don't know if you know this. I grew up in special education. Ooh. School was really hard for me. Crafts was my outlet is how I expressed myself. I didn't really fit in with a lot of the kids growing up with me, like, they were great friends and I was glad to have them in my life, but I just didn't connect to them like I felt like I should. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so, yeah, and having family who lived on the beach, I was the girl having a birthday party that was Hawaiian themed and there was snow on the ground in January in Julian, okay? That's amazing. Um, I need to find those photos. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I don't know what age it was, but yes, I threw a Hawaiian luau birthday with snow That's on the ground. That's um, icon stuff right there. Yes. Oh my God. Um, That's crazy. So, um, so, do you mind talking a little bit about special education? Like what special needs did you have learned growing up? Because this is great for people that are young that have the same story and that you can easily thrive. But special education means nothing when it comes to creativity and building a business. So what? So I don't necessarily have like a severe diagnosis. Um, in fact, I don't actually know what qualified me to be in special education. But I do know that I have a horrible reading level. Reading comprehension is very hard for me. And then spelling. I cannot spell to save my life. I literally spelled my name wrong so many times growing up. It's not even funny. Hmm. Yes. So like dyslexia maybe? I think I do have dyslexia. I probably should take a test and get diagnosed yeah. because it would be helpful to me. But yeah, I, I was the kid who was getting additional help. I was getting help at home. Like my parents were very involved in my upbringing. My poor mother, like every night, sat, made me read, practice spelling while she was making dinner. Wow. Like, my parents put so much time and effort into making sure that I could succeed in school. Um, but it, school just came very hard for me. Like, even with all that extra work, I was barely passing. Wow. Yes. And so. So that created a lot of hardship, but it probably taught you hard work oh yeah being consistent even outside of like your normal work schedule which probably makes sense with you doing all this even while being in school you've graduated right college yes i did just graduate I we'll get into that um but um yeah wow that's very cool and um so what did you study in school so i studied communication okay oh okay okay cool and what and you did that for two or four years it was actually five years five years. so okay. um kind of back to the like educational journey. I grew up thinking that I wasn't going to get into college because I didn't have good grades and I I knew that I had to find another way to set myself up. So that's how I started getting into the other extracurricular activities. I was like, okay, my grades aren't going to get me into a school, but maybe with having a really amazing resume, I can stand out and it would kind of balance each other out. Well, long story short, I ended up not getting the grades needed in high school to go to a four-year college right out of the bat. Mm -hmm. So I went to San Diego Mesa College, mm -hmm. and I kind of lived down the hill part-time and lived up here the other time. I worked on the weekends up here. And so I went to San Diego Mesa College. I had no idea what degree to pick. I, yeah, yeah. I just knew that I had to get a degree to be successful. And so I felt like I was really good with public speaking at the time, so that's why I chose communication. I stuck through San Diego Mesa College, graduated in two and a half years, and then transferred to San Diego State for two more years. Hmm. So even with the grade stuff, you still got through it. So that's what, I'm just seeing a pattern of like you working, and then you were. And when did you launch the um, candle business again? I was a freshman at San Diego Mesa College. Damn. So. Even while you were doing that outside of school, you were doing your hustle. So I was just seeing the pattern of like when you were younger, working outside of school to, you know, get better at things. So that's really cool, actually. So one thing that I found that was really helpful was having an extracurricular activity. Through most of like 
I'd say first grade through sixth grade, my whole focus was trying to get good grades. And then when I got into junior high, I started getting into extracurricular activities. And that is actually what helped me succeed because it built my confidence. I started learning like how to apply knowledge that's not just based on a test. That's another place I struggled really well. Like I failed so many tests in my life. It's not yep. even funny. I feel you on that, girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, what extracurricular activities were you getting involved in outside school? So when I turned 11, I got involved in the Julian Quimac Fire Protection District Explorer Program. Oh. And that's actually how a lot of people in Julian know me is through my involvement with the fire department. Wow, very cool. So that that's a now, and you stayed in that. How long do you stay in something like that? Well, technically, the Explorer program, which is run through the organization called Learning for Life, which um, has a variety of Explorer programs. They're in all sorts of different career fields. If you have one available in your community, I really, really suggest it. There's like Sheriff Explorers, Fire Explorers, Border Patrol. I think there's even like a hospital one. I mean, there's a lot of them. Um, and we were just lucky to have an Explorer program in Julian. And, you know, the kids who grew up in Julian that were a couple years older than me, that was a very, very big part of the community. And a lot of the youth was involved in it. So wow. the Explorer program was technically age 14 through 21. But... It's Julian, and if you know anything about Julian, we kind of like to um, blur the lines of rules, okay? <laughs> Within reason, like, yeah, yeah. we're not anything like, you can go murder someone and it's acceptable. Okay? Or no. drink when you're 11 or whatever. No, yeah. we, have, we have our boundaries, but we do like to blur the lines a little bit. So, basically, I wasn't, like, officially in the Explorer program, but I was allowed to go and hang out and get involved, and I just couldn't do anything that was, like, a liability. Totally. That's so cool. So serving your community outside really helped with the grades in school. Oh, yeah. Very well, cool. And what was, like, even more, like, boost of confidence is I could go learn something, and it was all hands-on. Like, it wasn't a classroom, take a test. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like a... We're going to show you, now you go do it. And I learned that I learned better that way. I was, I just memorized and learned so much of the stuff without having to put effort into it. In fact, it drove one of my teachers crazy. He's like, I know you can learn this stuff because yeah, you yeah. know the fire stuff, like there's no tomorrow. And I was like, that just like comes naturally to me. Yeah, chemistry yeah. does not. Totally. <laughs> but I mean, fire science is chemistry in a way, but. Totally. It's, I think, I think the, you know, whatever. I, this is just my opinion, but the modern, uh, kind of traditional education system is geared towards one type of learner, and I think we do a huge disservice to people that just forcing people to stay in this box. So I think, I mean, clearly you're thriving, and if we give opportunities like that, and thankfully you had an opportunity like that when you were younger too, because some people are like, you know, for me, I I was like, oh, I just suck at school. For my extracurricular activity was music. I would go and play. There was this like um, uh, music program outside of spoiled school. city kid. Oh God, it was amazing. <laughs> had no what musical opportunities. Yeah, well, <laughs> none in here in Julian. Not really. I mean, there was like a music class, but. Are you in, into music, like playing? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I wish I was musical, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not inherit that gene. Totally. Yeah, well, I mean, just like having something like that outside of school that can give you some sort of like recognition where people, you can express yourself, you can learn, build this confidence. I think it's so important. 
But I do think still, like, the regular, no shade towards the Julian public school systems at all, of course, <laughs> but just, like, regular, traditional, like, all around. I think, yeah. Um, so that's where anyone that's young watching, um, finding something that you like outside of school, an after-school program, uh, something where you can serve the community, volunteer, do something, is really, really helpful. Even if it's not something that's, like, right up your alley, the fact that you're serving the community outside of just yourself trying to find something in yourself, you end up finding yourself in these things. So I think that's amazing. I think that's a component of, you know, probably why you're here today. I mean, definitely why you're here today. You definitely find yourself there. Um, can we, do you have, do you want to expand on any of this before we start looking at your candles or can we check these out? Do you want to say, huh? No, we can go okay, into the candle business. Okay, let's do it. Okay. I'm smelling these candles from here. They're very <laughs> fragrant. So what kind of like, do you have any like niche ingredients that you use or do you make just like standard candles? So I think this is important to know. Okay. I was not a candle person before I started making a candle business. I'm not trying to pretend like I'm someone I'm not. I was purely looking for a handmade product that I could mass produce. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> like, that's, that's just what I wanted. I tried sewing. I tried painting. I tried um, pottery a little bit in high school. I mean, I tried all sorts of different avenues. Um, and then when I finally was like, I have to find a product that I can make because I want to pursue this. I tried soap. I tried lip balm. I tried lotion. Like, I just tried mm -hmm. a whole bunch of different opportunities. And I just came across a candle tutorial so I made some candles yeah. off supplies from Michael's and it's been history since then. So Wow, okay. Well what's what's your oh, let, let's put bring you wanna bring yeah, all you these can up? Pull yeah. them out. So, okay. One by one here, boom. I think we're in frame, yeah. Okay. These are I mean you are the candle queen of Julian. <laughs> well that was another thing actually too about candles is at the time there was no other local person making candles. So that gave me a little niche mm -hmm. um, an advantage. And I didn't want to compete over anyone else making handmade products. That's not the goal. Like it's just to encourage buying local, making local made items. And Very cool. So what is a soy based? Yeah. So I experimented a little bit with a couple different types of waxes, but I settled on soy um, and most of the ingredients in here because it's American made. And that was a, something that was important to me, but it was just a bonus. Mm -hmm. um, American made, like grown and made here? Um, yes. Yeah, so the soybeans are grown in America and then they take the oil from the soybean to create the wax. And it's pretty cool because like it'll dissolve in or at least like wash off your hands with... Um, just dish soap. Mm, okay. So like okay. if it spills or you want to clean out the container. This is, this is, I mean, it looks high quality. Also the ingredients I can already tell are great. And this one's Desert Blooms. Amazing. I mean, I can, you know, we could do a whole smell. Kuyamaka Woods. So these are all, um, the names are all themed from Julian as well. Yes. Of course. That was another cool thing about candles is that I could find different fragrances that were connected to Julian. And so there's just like, I never had any idea that people put so much thought into a product until I started creating my own. So it starts with American made products and then it's like, it's made in Julian, but it's not just made in Julian. Like 
I try to theme everything after Julian. In fact, I don't really have anything other than I have a lemon cake candle. Mm -hmm. And I can't really connect that to Julian other than like if someone locally was dipping <laughs> lemons. Um, and then the other thing that I think is kind of cool is I buy the labels from Avery. Mm -hmm. And Avery Labels is a huge company. But the cool thing is they actually have a pretty good tie to the San Diego backcountry. They've invested a lot of money, particularly in Borrego and a little bit in Julian. So I thought, well, if I have to buy labels from some big, large company, might as well pick one that kind of gives back to our community. Totally. Very cool. From smelling these right now, Cuyamaca Woods is my favorite. Just because I love the piney, this pine smells. I mean, that's... Uh, these are really good. Um, and like, what's your, is this the only size that you have? No, so I have a 12 ounce mason jar. This is an eight ounce straight sided jar. Mm -hmm. I make four ounce tins and then I'm just starting to make an eight ounce mason jar. Mm, very cool. And um, yeah, and can you buy these online or just here in Julian? Yeah, so they're on my online website. But I encourage you, if you're coming to Julian, to shop at a local store. There's like, I think, eight or nine places you can buy my candles throughout town. So you don't have to go very far to look. On my website, there's a whole list of all the different places from the local hardware store down in Santa Isabel, which is like my absolute favorite historic building. If you have a chance, go into the Santa Isabel General Store, visit Manzanita Supply, tell them Eva sent you. Like from it, the podcast. Yes, and from the podcast. <laughs> I love Ryan and Kristen. They're really nice people. I love Kristen and Ryan. Yeah, I just met Ryan recently, but yes. They're very small cool town. People. But you, you know, you were you know one person, you kind of know everyone. Yes. Um they're at the mercantile. Um another really cool thing is if you buy them at the California Wolf Center, not only do you get to support like a small local business, take home a local product. It also supports that nonprofit that all the money in that store goes right back to the California Wolf Project. So that's really neat as well. And it's a legit product. I mean, it's worth, you know, you can buy it online, you can wait, or you can literally, if you're in San Diego or even LA, come up and buy one of these, buy a sandwich somewhere. It's worth the drive just for the experience to come up here. It's very therapeutic. I like to say we're on. I mean, I've, I said this, I don't know people have probably said it before. It's like mountain time up here. I went to LA like last week and I felt like I was in an amusement park because everyone's, everything's so built, all the houses are built so close together over here. Everything kind of like slows down a lot more. It's very therapeutic, very nice. So um, it's just that vibe. It's very nice to come up here and get it. And um, uh, what's your vision for it? The, you mentioned a little bit you wanted to have merchandise. What's your vision for mountain-made merchandise? Yeah, so my hope is to have a whole line of locally-made products, not just candles. Just anything that I can make locally. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be something I make. Like I'm open to selling other locally-made products on my website. I kind of like joke that hopefully one day my website will be like a Julian Etsy Oh, yeah. that's, I mean, that's not a joke. That's something, you know, it's kind of can be closer than you think, I think. Yeah. That's so no one steal my idea. No. I'm coming okay, after yeah. you people. <laughs> yeah, don't but, do that. Um, no, I think it would be really neat to have a place where people can just buy locally made items. Very cool. 
And um, so what else are you, now that you're, you just recently finished school, right? Yeah, in May I graduated. So what are you up to now? And you work at um, Warm Hearth, right? I work at Julian Mercantile. Mercantile, okay. Yes. Uh, I don't work there consistently anymore. It's kind of like a substitute basis. Um, I recently took up a job with Alter Experiences. I don't know if you're Oh, yes. Them. Let's plug them. <laughs> Love them. I, I interviewed Rami and hopefully Chantel soon, but <laughs> she was just, yeah, she's um, shy. So she said yes. she might, but I'm like, girl, you, you got a lot. You got a whole world there. But um, yeah, so you started working for them. And how's that been like? Oh, it's been a really cool adventure. Uh, they have been very nice to me. Uh, I didn't know like it was such a big transition, like going out of college and like going into the workforce. And on top of it, my life has been very chaotic. So they've been really nice in working with me on my schedule and they support my entrepreneur efforts. So they've been really flexible. It's been great. Yeah, they do glamping. You can see Rami's um, interview. Glamping, alter experiences they do. Um, they also are opening another site up. I don't know if they're vocal about that yet. It is vocal. Okay, okay. Sweet. Um, nice. So that's, and then anything, any other projects you have coming up that you want to plug maybe, or is it just, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be basically aside from when I'm working for another business, all my efforts are going into expanding the candle line and posting consistently on the blog. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Girl, I feel you posting consistently is like, People forget real quick if you don't like are if you're not there posting. I think of it as like a store. Like a store is there and you need to be open so people can see you. Same thing on online presence. It's like so any um advice for young entrepreneurs that have that passion and they don't even know where to start with it. Like you had the idea of like, oh candle business. Some for me at least, when I was younger, I had like this like, I know I want more. I know I want to do more. I have I need to find a message. I need to find who I am. I need to, and I want to expand something big. What's your advice to them? Because you're still young and you're still, you know, figuring out. But what's your advice to someone that's still budding entrepreneur? So you really have to just start testing the waters. And whether that's like learning to play guitar on YouTube or learning how to make candles on YouTube. Like, I did not know how to make candles. I learned everything on the internet and the internet is your best friend. Like I kid you not, there's nothing that I learned from my bachelor's degree that I couldn't have learned on the internet for free. So like I believe that the public education and university system has a place, but also mm -hmm. do not let the fact that you are in special ed or that your grades are bad or that you don't have a degree stop you from pursuing your dreams. Like go for it. There's nothing you can't learn for free on the internet. And if you want a little bonus and you don't want to have to take a whole bunch of time learning it for free, buy an online course. There are so many high quality online courses and they're put on by people who actually have experience in the field mm -hmm. where your professor might not. Like a lot of my professors just had an education career. They did not actually go out and practice their skill in other avenues of the world other than education. So... Um, don't let that stop you. And then you have to test the waters. Like I said, I tried sewing, I tried pottery, I tried lip balms, I tried lotion. Like you just have to keep testing and testing until you find what you want. And 
kind of amazing how much of your confidence is built through that. I feel you. I tried my issue, and this may this may help someone. It's like I would try something and it wouldn't work when I was younger, and I would be like, "Oh my god, I'm just this is not cut out for me. Maybe this is not a little." I totally agree. Don't, if that didn't work, try something else. Literally, just try it. If you blew a bunch of money on it. Oh, well, you're young. And even if you're not young, like even if you're like mid 30s, 40s, 50s, keep trying because you'll find something. And it, through that process, you learn about yourself. And did you like ever try selling any of the lip balm and stuff before? Or did no. you just make it? Okay. Good. I just made it and I was like, this shit is crap. I'm sorry to cuss on a podcast. <laughs> no, no, you're good. But you're good. I was like, I tried putting it on my lips. I couldn't even like, oh my. I put too much beeswax. It was bad. Like okay, yeah. I failed. And honestly, I have failed so many times at candle making. Candle making is really hard. It's a science mm -hmm. and chemistry was not my class. It was the only <laughs> class I almost ever failed. Like I was very, very close to failing chemistry. And I think it's very funny now that I am a candle maker doing chemistry every day. But long story short is like, I mean, I made so many candles and still today, this day, these candles had holes in the top and I had to learn how to fix them so that they looked nice mm. and that they would burn properly. Um, I've tried other types of candles like pillar candles and those were an epic flop too. Like you just have to keep trying. So even if something doesn't work right away, you know, tr keep trying to see if you can get it to work and if you like, did your battery die? Oh, temp too high. If something doesn't work out the first time, it doesn't mean that it's not going to work out. You just have to keep experimenting and maybe pillar candles aren't your thing, but container candles were. So you just never know. Totally. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think that's an awesome lesson, especially for the younger beginner entrepreneur type. Okay, well, thank you so much, Eva. I think, uh, do you have anything else that you want to add or? Um, well, okay, this is a quote I like, and it's kind of my own quote, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know if someone else has said it before, but so all throughout my life, I kept hearing like, somebody should do this, somebody should do that. Oh, somebody this, somebody that. And basically, like, I realized at some point, I am the somebody in this saying, somebody should do something. And so Amen. it doesn't necessarily have to be your original idea but you just have to be the one to pursue it. So don't let, don't let limiting beliefs stop you. Don't let the fact that it seems impossible because nobody has pursued it, do it. Mm -hmm. just, just go for it. I agree, that's amazing. That's also another great nugget that I think people will definitely take from this interview. Okay, sweet, well, thank you so much. And You're thank welcome. you everyone for listening now because our camera died. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, thank you everyone for listening. And um, we, I will have another podcast coming sooner than later. Yep, before. Sorry. No. Um, if you guys want to buy candles on my website, you can use the code Floating City Podcast, <laughs> all lowercase, all one word, and you get 10% off. But I do encourage you to shop at other local stores. Bye. Yes. If you have to buy it on my website, you can get 10% off with discount code Floating City Podcast. I'm flattered. This is my first discount code on the podcast. So, kind of sponsor, not really, but yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, yeah, go on um, mountainmademe.com, Instagram at mountainmademe, and um, yeah, follow Eva and yeah, 
check it out. It's really cool. Check out Julian. It's not just about us. It's about the whole experience of coming up here. So anyways, thank you again. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Of course.